LIW The Walking Dead Reviews recorded in front of a very quiet live studio audience from Wonderland. LIW The Walking Dead and Fear The Walking Dead Review. Hello, citizens. Welcome to The Walking Dead Review. That is L-I-W, The Walking Dead Review. Stands for Loitering in Wonderland. I'm Phoenix West. (sighs) Wow, that was a mouthful. Um, Today's episode is The Walking Dead 602. That's Season 6, Episode 2, JSS. Um, That's not code. That's just the name of the fucking episode. I don't know what it means. I don't know if it means Jesus, just without the vowels. I'm not real sure. Maybe code for something. We'll get to that later. Um, It just kind of pisses me off seeing an episode named that but whatever that's just me that's my weird my weirdness coming out okay this episode starts um with a family in a car um i didn't know what was happening they're starting to start the car and they're it seems like they're having like a regular argument like one that you would have with your family if you're a teenager but there's goddamn zombies go ahead and not have that argument real loud okay i don't care if you're in a car don't yell just don't, don't. Because what happens is these fucking people die. They get attacked, and then it shows Enid alone. Okay, here's the deal. I didn't know who the fuck that girl was when they showed her in the woods, crying, writing JSS on goddamn everything, like it's her, her fucking trapper keeper, and she's in love with somebody in fucking ninth grade. I don't know what JSS means, if it's the initials of a boy she likes. Like, I don't know. She likes Jerry Steven Springer. She's a huge fan of his, and she fell in love with the Springer show. I don't fucking know who, what JSS means. I'm not even going to venture a guess other than Jesus. But I think it's a code. Obviously, it's a code. It has to be. Otherwise, it's just, I don't. It's not just, just. I, I don't. Whatever. Holy shit. She's, she fucking is in the woods. She writes JSS on the ground, in the dirt. And then she sits there, and it looks like she's like, in a different movie or show, I didn't understand what was happening. I think they were trying to do the Michonne thing, where she's like so on her own that she's just learned how to do all this. But she keeps writing JSS and like in the car window and JSS, and then she eats a fucking turtle, which totally I would. Yeah, goddamn right. If you're starving, you'll eat a goddamn turtle. You won't even crack the shell. You just start nibbling it out of the fucking out of the shell. The shell's a bowl at that point, really. All right, so so she shows up at Alexandria, and at this point, I still don't know who she is. I, I didn't correlate her to a character I'd already seen. I assume she was a new character, mostly because last season, the last, I don't know, when it came back, so the break, the last eight episodes, were I watched them as they came out, and I kind of, I didn't love, I liked them a lot. Um, the one that was brutal was when they were nailing, knocking the guys in the back of the head over the, the tub. That was brutal. But then, like, when they got to Alexandria, I was kind of like, okay, well, all right, well, this is happening. I didn't really pay attention to the characters. They are in- introducing so many characters all the time that I forget most of them. In the comic, I can keep track of them because I read their name, and it has a picture of the fucking face. In the show, they introduce 17 characters in three seconds, and they don't give names. And you just pick it up or you don't, and we're moving on. That's what's happening. 
It does feel more like what it would happen in real life, but I don't want to be in the zombie apocalypse. I want to get a goddamn name to a face. That's really what I want. So if I don't, I forget, and I don't care at that point, I will move on. Um, Carol's getting shit to cook with, and she talks on the way out. She, well, first of all, she's like, I'll teach you how to make noodles from, from scratch if you stop smoking. She says this to one of the bitches in the, in the kitchen. Um, and they make a deal, and who fucking cares, it didn't matter. And then she, on the way back to, the, to bring the groceries back, she sees the little kid of um, the dad that died in the previous one, Jesse's husband, the one that um, killed Reg, Reg, or whatever his fucking name is, and then Rick killed his kid. He's like, your dad sucked. He beat the shit out of you. He's dead. Get over it, or I'll eat you, eat you up. And that's the last you see of that kid in this, this episode, I think. I don't think... Well, they show him again later, don't they? Sorry. I was wrong. <sighs> Real weird. Um, um, then it cuts to inside that house where Jesse's talking to her son Roy about the dad. They try to do a haircut thing. And then Jesse... I hate when characters are too teenagery in the situation. It's the fucking apocalypse. There's zombies. There's people getting killed all the time. And he's being a little whiny bitch. There's no room in this world for whiny bitches. If you have a whiny bitch kid in this world, put a whiny bitch bullet in his face. And that's how you silence that whiny bitch. He's like, mm, teenage angst in this. I'm like, that would not... Teenage angst is a product of privilege. It's a product of nothing going on. It's a product of no real problems. So when you have problems like this, it doesn't exist. There's more, it's more of a, I can prove my manhood, I can prove I'm useful, like Carl does that. Carl is what would happen in real life if this were happening. He wouldn't be like, fucking good, nah. No, that's not what would happen. Um, and him just growing up in, or staying in Alexandria during the apocalypse isn't enough to give him the privilege part I was mentioning. Whatever, moving on. It was a weird, weird scene that fucking bothered me. I'm going to talk like this. No, Eugene... And Tara, or Tara, however the fuck you say her name. Tara, she's pregnant in this episode, right? I don't think she's supposed to be in the show. I think the actress is pregnant. What the fuck's going on there? I don't know. Um, she's clearly pregnant. It's obvious. Um, they're hanging out with this, the new doctor because the doctor died. Um, I, I think. I don't remember at that. I'm just going off what they told me. And it's Dr. Denise Cloyd. That's an ugly name. Um... Yeah, she uh, she's very very like Minnesotan, and we, I just watched the Goosebumps movie yesterday, and she reminded me of the aunt from that, or the aunt, depending on where you're from. I, I'm translating for you, or uh, Tia if you're from south of the La Bordre. Um, that's so I don't know how you say that word. Um, anyway, there's a weird scene where she's like, I'm not even a all I heard you say was ham and mice. I forget what the fuck they said, but it was fucking weird. And I was like, this scene's going on like three and a half minutes too long. I was like hanging out with these odd characters that you don't care about. I like Tara. Eugene is dead at this point as far as I'm concerned. And this Denise lady just met her, don't care, don't hate her already, pretty much. She seems whiny. I'm sick of whiny characters. This whole town's full of whiny people. It, it's, it's like little Minnesota or little Midwest little village in the middle of the apocalypse. It's fucking weird. Um, but they have this scene where she's not really a doctor and she kind of went to med school and then she ended up doing something else and she didn't really finish. And she ended up being a psychiatrist because it was just easier. 
So she has a fear. So obviously she has to overcome that fear later on. We'll get there, won't we? We get there later. Um, Carl's pushing the baby around, and this is the first introduction to Carl this season. And holy shit, he's 25 years old, I swear. He's not a teen. He's not. In the comic, he's still like nine, you know, nine years old. They should replace him every year. The actor should be a different kid every year. I would, I would have no real problem with that. The baby is not aging that quickly. It's still a little baby that coos and caws and has, has a pacifier and gets pushed around, like I just said, in a carriage. Carl is going to be 37 soon. They are so going to need to cast somebody else. I, I, I'm sorry, just tell the actor. They should have told them that when it happened. Is Hey, if this goes into season 7, um, you're going to be in your 20s. Going to be too old. Going to go ahead and recast every single year. So we're just going to do that. New kid every year. That's fine. It'll be like Doctor Who. I don't care if they're like, oh, Carl got bit. Oh, he's, he grew into another guy. That's fine. He can, he can find an adoptive child and name him Carl, like some sort of weird face-off ending. You ever seen face-off when he replaces his own kid at the end? It's fucking weird. Anyway, I'm all over the fucking road right now. Um, he's pushing the baby around, sees Enid with that kid, uh, Ron. And that's when I realized, oh, that's her. I think that was her. I guess that wasn't when I realized it. Um, Father Gabriel comes up to him, asks for help with the weapons, and he's like, I wasn't ready there, but I am now. And he's like, come up to me later, blah, blah, blah. Um, he's like, I, be- I betrayed you. I heard, I know you heard what I said. That was more about me than you guys. I realized I was wrong, and I want to be trained in weapons. Carl says, whatever, I'll do it later. And um, you see Carol watching outside, just looking at her neighbor, and she's smoking. And that deal they made earlier, she ruined it. And then a dude comes out of nowhere, a big dude, and smashes her in the face and starts killing her. And I'm like, oh my god, yes, that was awesome. It was like this weird... If, imagine if you're watching this a Leave It, Leave it to Beaver episode and some crazed man comes up and beats in one of the cleavers. Oh my god, it was awesome. It was so cool, out of nowhere. Um, just crushes her skull in, and then obviously she freaks out, Carol. Um, this is when you see Carl watching the baby inside, guarding the house with a gun, and Enid comes in. And I'm like, that's, that's, this is when I realized who she was. I'm like, oh, it's the girl from the opening. Oh, it's the girl he likes. I remember the scene with her. That must have been a flashback before, the JSS shit. I assume it was a flashback. Yeah, it must have been, because she got there. Okay, it was. Um, or maybe it's, yeah, maybe it's just when she goes out. Um, I don't know, weird. Uh, they don't really explain that at all so they're sitting there guarding the house she tries to leave and he's like if you leave don't tell me i don't want to know um carol kills attack an attacker outside basically the whole neighborhood gets invaded by the wolves who they've introduced at the end of last season that i forgot about until i went back and read about it before the 601 episode i had to do that because i fucking forgot because they just moved from town to town at this point even in the comic they're moved from town to town anyway um, right before she kills that attacker dude, he slices a neighbor. Um, she ki- Carol kills the attacker. They all look like they're fucking like Battlefield Earth dudes. They all have super long hair, like they just came out of a cave. They, all of them look like that. They look crazed, and they just like to bash in skulls until there's nothing left. And then they just sit there and bash in the nothing. I don't know what's going on with them, if they're on like PCP or like ZPPC. ZPC, whatever the fuck zombie version of this is. I don't know what they're on. They just, they're on like bath salts. I don't know. 
the uh, neighbor dies in Carol's arms. She sticks the knife in the back of her head. It was like the last episode when Rick had to kill R.I.P. He had to kill Carter. Um, I can't believe I remember that name. I can remember that name and not, not fucking Enid. Um, anyway, they show a sniper. It's Deanna's son, Spencer, who looks exactly like James Marsden in some shots. He's shooting, and he keeps missing. He's a terrible shot. He sees a semi coming in, and he shoots it, and then the, hits the driver, and it crashes into the tower. It kind of collapsed. I think it collapsed. I couldn't tell. Excuse me. I've been talking for hours at this point. I've done so many episodes in a row. I just want to cry. Now, um, and then the driver hits the horn, and then it just goes on for way too long. That horn is on for like five solid minutes, and it's driving me nuts. There's nothing I hate more in a movie than either a horn that's stuck on, or even worse, is an old-fashioned phone ringing just in the background with the character slowly walking over to it. Horror movies are the worst. I want to go fucking nuts. I want to scream. I hate that sound. I hate it. I hate it. I really do. In real life, I don't hate it as much as they do in movies. I hate barking dogs in real life. When dogs bark and bark and bark and bark and bark, I go nuts. We have dogs here in the studio sometimes, and they bark out there, and I go nuts. I make dog soup, like Enid made turtle soup. Anyway, Morgan fights some axe dude, and um, it gets really irritating. He goes to fight him, and then Carol runs up and stabs him. (laughs) He didn't realize it's Carol. Because she's dressed like she's like a ninja garb. She has, she pulls it down. They all these crazy guys write a W or an M. I forget which. Um, whatever it was, who cares? Um, I think it's a W. Yeah, W for wolves, right? Makes sense. Um, they all write W's and blood in their forehead. So that's what she did. And she covered up her face. So they didn't know who she was. They she basically has another guy's outfit, the one that killed the neighbor. And he's like, oh, I could have killed him. You don't have to kill. And Morgan's intensely stupid. I hate Morgan's character now. They made me despise him. He can't tell the difference between defending yourself to the death and loving to murder people. He's like, you love to kill. She's like, I'm just killing to protect these people. Like, we have to kill them because they will not stop. And he is such a fucking asshole that he doesn't get that. It's, it irritates me. Um, um, Maggie and all these people are going to go into this place. Deanna stays outside. I'm not sure why. She kind of just waits somewhere. And then it looks like she's turning into like an evil wax figure. I'm not sure what's going on with that actress's face. Did she see herself on last season and was like, I'm going to get a ton of plastic surgery. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to become a shiny wax demon. I'm not really sure what's happening there. That situation is on her head. It's terrible. And I, I don't I wouldn't feel bad if she was in like in a fire, but she looks like it. So if she was in a fire, I'm not... I just, I just called it, I guess. But if she wasn't in a fire, oh, dear, darling, what happened? It just She looks way different. Her skin looks... She looks like a, she got a bad face job, like a bad facelift. I don't know. I'm not judging her. She, she just... I don't know what they're doing with that evil... She looked like an evil face where she's like, like deep in thought. And I was like, what the fuck's happening? Is she turning into something? Is this a, her backstory of the villain she becomes? I don't know. Um, Carl runs out in the yard, and Ron's being attacked by one of those dudes. Carl shoots him eventually, and then he's like, come on, Ron, we'll protect you. And he sees Enid and how she's inside the house, and this is when he becomes the super jealous teenager, and he's like, no. I was like, god damn, so stupid. 
I realize I sound like I hate this show sometimes, but I hate irritating characters that do things that are so unrealistic. He just almost died. He was being beaten by a dude, about to get killed. He got saved by a guy, and he's jealous over a girly girl. A fucking teenage warm hole. Who gives a shit? Go inside, be safe. Be merry, have a fucking Coke. Okay, if they have Coke, go have one. If it's a, if it's a Pepsi-Cola, go have one. Call it a Coke. I don't care. Coke and a smile. Do your fucking thing. Holy shit. Don't be jealous. It's, a, it's the apocalypse. If you want to go kill him to take the wormhole, that's fine. That's what's going to happen in the apocalypse. It's going to happen a lot. Anyway, um, ugh, Jesse is attacked in the house, which is why I knew the little boy was alive because she kept him in the cupboard thing with him, with her, and she leaves. She thinks uh, Ron's in the house, ends up being a crazy dude or crazy lady. She attacks her, and then Jesse proceeds to stab the shit out of the, the fuck out of this woman's face and neck so many times. And Ron's just sitting there watching, like, what the fuck? And I think, and I'm like, is he going to get pissed that she defended herself? Was she just supposed to get murdered? Everything he does is going to piss me off because I don't know how he's going to react to everything. It's gonna, that's why I hate this. I hate when characters act like this. Um, Carol pretends to have caught Morgan. She really tries to act like that character of the, the outfit she took and everyone recognizes her. She's like, hey, good catch. And she proceeds to kill everyone. She is more badass than Michonne and Daryl combined in this in this episode. I, I talked about this, if you don't listen to the uh, comic ones I do, the ones previous to this, like episodes, I don't know, 8 through, or 9 through, yeah, 8 through, uh, whatever the fuck, 13 or something like that, are... I don't, somewhere in there, look it up, or um, comic, I catch up on the comics in one, one chapter at a time, and I mentioned that Carol on the show is one of my favorite characters, if not my favorite character, because she has more range than anybody, she's changed, she lost somebody, they spent way too much goddamn time looking for Sophia, but goddamn, she's changed, I like it, I like what she's done, she's willing to do what she can, she makes bad decisions sometimes, but she also makes decisions that are hard, she... She, she, the way they judge Rick is what the way they should judge her. She makes hard decisions, like when she killed those people at the, in the prison. She makes hard decisions that affect the group, usually in the way that she thinks is going to help them. Um, anyway, she goes down, she kills everybody, and then she finds Olivia in a closet. But she does this thing where she's like about to open the closet, and I'm like, is the fucking governor going to show up? Like, I expected like a big character from the past. It was such a weird reveal. Like, the, the anticipation leading up to her opening that closet. I was like, oh, my God, is that going to be the governor? Here we go. And nope, it's fucking Olivia. A girl who I didn't know who her name what her name was until she opened the door. I went, Olivia, are you alone? That's how much I gave a shit about Olivia. Um, I really did expect the governor to be there. I was a little upset, even though the governor's dead. I know that. But it was like, is he going to be zombie governor? I don't, I don't know. I don't, it was a weird... I expected something like an epic boss fight. Um... They cut back to outside, and Morgan, or excuse me, um, they trapped a dude, um, a, one of the wolves, a black dude. He looks exactly like the guy in the new movie Pan, um, with the weird eyes, and he's about. He's like, "You guys don't belong here." And then I don't know where Carol shoots him in the head and gives Morgan and the priest a gun each, and runs away and goes find Maggie, and I don't know what she does with Maggie, but. Morgan gives the gun to the priest and is like, I don't like guns. And the priest is like, I don't know what to do with them either. I'm like, 
If you don't know how to work a gun yet, I don't care if you die in this world. I don't. I don't feel bad for you. The priest, I don't care if he dies. I don't. This world cannot hold priests. Like, as priests will not exist if they don't kill. So, is he, would he rather, like, is his pride so fucking high that he would rather sacrifice maybe the world's only priest at this point that can share the good book as he sees it, share that word? He'd rather give that up than kill a zombie or uh, someone who's attacking them. You know what I mean? Like, at some point, you have to sacrifice yourself for the greater good that you think is right. He's a priest. He does think that that's right. He should have to sacrifice his soul, quote-unquote, if, if he believes that if he kills a zombie or another person, he does go to hell. That's a sacrifice he might have to make. He's being super, super selfish if he really believes in God at this point. Um, but, you know, that's, that's up to him. He does seem like a selfish person. He is a person who locked out his congregation and let them die. So I guess it fits with the character. Um, Morgan keeps talking about how he's too fucking good for show for the guns. Um, despite, despite hoarding guns earlier in the show when Rick finds him in that weird town. Um, again, his character is all over the place. They're very inconsistent with him. I don't like his character. I don't like his character at all, actually. Um, he then, Morgan then Kung Fu fights four people like Donatello with a, with a staff and somehow wins. These people don't have a gun. They don't have any guns between them. Okay. Um, and then he, the last guy he scares off, grabs a gun off this dude in the ground. And I'm like, is that a golfer? He's dressed like a golfer, like a minimal amount of blood in his stomach. And I'm like, that's just a guy laying down. <laughs> like guys like, Oh, catch up. I'm dead. Oh, like, I'll pretend to be dead. That's totally what happened. And he looked like he was golfing that day. I don't know. It was weird. Or like a tax. He maybe even like a car insurance salesman. Like he looked like he was dressed up fancy. Um, after it's all cleared up, they all left. All the wolves are gone. Um, most of them are dead. Carol walks over, sees a pack of cigarettes on the ground from the neighbor or from earlier, and then it's a pack of Morley's, not Marlboro's, which is exactly the same packaging as Marlboro. I love when they do that. Like uh. Everyone, like Kevin Smith and Tarantino have their own, like, red apple cigarettes and, like, nails. Like, they all have their own cigarette thing. And this this one's Morley's. I love it. Um, Carol's smoking them, and she looks down, and she realizes that the house has a red A printed, or, like, on the side. I don't know, not printed, but, on like, marked on the, the banister on the stairs going up to the house. It's this big red A. And I'm like, what the fuck? And at this point, I was like, does JSS stand for Jesus? Because that made me start thinking about the letters, the JSS title. And I'm like, I think it stands for Jesus. And then um, this is when Aaron comes over. Aaron, a guy. Aaron's a weird name because it, it it's a name so pussy that it needs two A's to to make it a name. That's a, that's a pussy name. Anyway, Aaron finds photos of Alexandra in the duffel bag under this body from one of the wolves. So that means somebody in the inside's betraying them and like taking pictures for like reconnaissance, basically. Um, I assumed it was Enid, and the JSS thing she's doing is code because she doesn't have a camera. She's like marking her a path there or something, but she wrote it in like turtle bones. Who the fuck is gonna find that? I don't. I don't quite know. I assume Enid is bad because she's leaving now. 
but I think she was trying to get out before the attack happened. I'm not really sure. It just has a thing that might be misleading you. I'm not, or me, you, you and me. We're the same. We're the audience. They might just try to be misleading everybody. I'm not sure. And I have nothing else to say, so or any proof, so I don't really know what to say. And then we lost a, such a major character died during surgery after uh, Dr. Dildo um, was all scared and overcame her fear after she got talked into doing surgery, and we lost Holly. God, guys, Holly died. I will, I will remember Holly for as long as I can. He, she was the girl when, when what's his name was looking through the, the sniper scope. He, he saw her get attacked, and that's as far back as my memory of her goes. Three minutes before she died, and guys, I, I don't know if I can get over this death. Holly was such a major part of the show. And to be honest, she could have been. I don't remember, but I don't remember, so I don't care. Because she's Holly. I don't fucking care. She died. Um, Enid left a note for Carl that just said, just survive somehow. Which is how I read it. Not just survive somehow. I read it as, yeah, just survive somehow, you know. And then it's a really long scene where he grabs that letter and then walks over to the, uh, here's an alarm go off, walks over to the, the stove and uh, pulls something out, sets it on the counter and just like pokes at it, kind of stares at it, and then it's like five Mississippi, and cut. And I was like, "What the fuck was that? That went on way too long." It, I don't know what the food was. Was it the food that Carol made earlier? I don't know. It was really odd. That's all I can really say about it. Was that the whole? I think it was the saying that the whole thing took place so quickly that they didn't have any time to do anything. Like, that's how quick it was that that food was, excuse me, that that food was just prepared in that amount of time. I think that's what the joke was. Um, Haha, real funny, especially after I watched Holly died. The Holly, the holiest of characters. Oh my God, don't kill Holly. Um, What the fuck? Oh, Morgan goes into a house. Sorry, I forgot this note meant. Morgan goes into the house, and then he's attacked by, like, a chin of the cord. Like... Scythe, and then uh, he finds the guy, and he's like, like I said, like cavemanish. They all have like kind of beards and long hair, and like eh, all dirty. So like, you can't do it, can you? He can't kill. <laughs> it's like the Joker. Like you can't, <laughs> like you can't get Batman to kill. He's getting irritated. Um, and then Morgan pulls out his little staff thing and beats the shit out of the guy and kills him. And that's how the episode ends. He walks. Morgan's walking around outside. And I was like, oh, not a very good ending, but not a bad episode. It's an attack episode. It's a survive episode. It's it's not a bottle episode, and that's what I kind of expected. Although that makes me worry about episode three because chaos in episode one, chaos in episode two. Episode three is going to be a real sitting around turd fest. You know what I mean? Ugh, it's going to be. I'm preparing you guys. Six oh three is going to be just sitting there. I don't think anything's going to happen. It's going to be... Care- it's, I'm not saying all bottle episodes like that are bad. If they do character development and interesting conversations, it'll be fine. Um, they have a lot to rebuild, a lot... Something might be going on with Deanna. That could be interesting. I'm just saying I'm kind of worried. I know how this show goes. It's too good in a row. And then it's like four boring ones in a row with a couple scenes in there of like a lot of zombies, but it doesn't mean anything. And they don't want to kill any major characters. And then like the last five episodes are 
weird and intense and they find something new and they introduce some new characters, a new group comes in and they got to It's just kind of getting repetitive, you know? Um, the comic is way better. It really is. I'm sorry. I, people love the show. I, I like the show a lot. I like large stretches of it and then I hate longer stretches of it. Um, but I, I ultimately, I do like a lot of the characters. I like Glenn, Maggie, Carol, I love. Um, you know, Michonne. I like Rick. Um, Carl, I don't give a shit about. I don't care if Carl died right now. The baby's dead as far as I'm concerned. In the comics, she dies. This baby can go to hell. Um, you know, there's some characters that are interesting. All the new characters they introduce, I don't care about. I really don't. Um, I like Abraham. Um, now that Tyrone's gone, he's based, based, or Tyrese, excuse me. Now that Tyrese is gone, he's basically Tyrese. He's big white Tyrese. Um, yeah, that's really about it. I guess that's the end of this episode. So check out loiteringinwonderland.com, folks. Go there. See the shows. Listen to them. Check out uh, the Facebook, Loitering Wonderland. I'm on there. Phoenix West, too. It's all, if you go to Loitering Wonderland, all the social media icons are on there. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, LAW Podcast. That's how you find us. Any questions, guys, go ahead and send that shit. Send your dick pics. Send your tit pics. I don't care what you send. Send questions to loiteringinwonderland at gmail.com. That's how you get a hold of us. I will answer any question. I don't care how weird it is. I really don't. Um, Yeah, that's really... I think that's it. Go buy a book. Go buy a $5 book on the website. It's it's digital copies. I'm also on Amazon. Look for Phoenix West. Yeah, they're, they're fun. They're only five bucks for your Kindle on Amazon. Or if you go to the website, you can just get the PDF and look at it where the fuck you want. If you're not a not an Amazon bitch, I'm not Amazon's bitch. I don't have a Kindle. Um, you can look at it on your iPhone or your fucking Droid, or your Samsung G two forty seven ish new curved screen glass thing. I don't know what phones are anymore. I feel like they're becoming like cars. Where I just am twenty five years behind. Anyway. So long, citizens. I'm Phoenix West. Goodbye. Oh, I want to thank the very, very quiet live studio audience for coming in today. Thanks, guys. Bye.